Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're working our way through 1 Timothy in our current series, Behave Yourself. Now let's jump in and hear what Kurt has to say. Welcome back, friends, to our last episode in chapter number five of the book of 1 Timothy, talking about behaving ourselves. And that's uh, just an appropriate way to look at the book of 1 Timothy, because really the theme of the book is how to behave oneself in the house of God. God has expectations upon our life. We've been saved. We're his children. We're part of his body. And he has expectations, just like you parents have expectations for your children, not expectations for them to obey so that they can remain your child. No, that, that's settled. The relationship is settled. But their purpose and your rearing of them and what they can accomplish, uh, that's all an ongoing process. And that's the point of epistles like First Timothy, uh, the, the, the epistle of First Timothy. So uh, yesterday, uh, we talked about the importance of pastors being honored and remunerated properly. But then on the other hand, we talked about how important it is for pastors to be held accountable. And in those cases where pastors have stepped out of line, that they face public censure for what they've done. And now we're in verse number 21. So we're going to look at verses 21 through 25 today, where uh, the Apostle Paul says, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels, that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. So Paul understands what many of us should understand, and that is when it comes right down to dealing with leadership and having to tell leadership that they're wrong and go through the process we just described last episode— it can be very easy to just say, ah, he's a good guy, or he's really popular, or we don't want to cause an unnecessary ruckus. We can sweep this thing under the rug. And what Paul is saying is, you better not do that. I charge you to deal with this biblically. This is a serious issue. This is why Paul calls the Father, the Son, and the angels of, of heaven to, 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 to look at this and see what's going on, to be witnesses to this. Uh, Paul understands the human inclination, as you mentioned, to sometimes, well, you know, let's don't make a big deal about this. Let's just put it aside and move on. But Paul understood that if leadership, if they did wrong, if they weren't handled properly, it would not be a good testimony and it would actually do harm to that local church. It is very interesting how the Apostle Paul talks about the angels. You read that passage there in Ephesians chapter number five where it talks about the angels learning from the church, learning things about the Lord and learning things about God's love and forgiveness by watching the the goings-on of the church. So angels are very interested in the activities of men. Matter of fact, angels were created to be ministering spirits, to serve uh, God's creation, serve mankind. And the elect angels, uh, those that did not fall, those that did not rebel against God's authority with Lucifer and the others that were cast down. Uh, It's important for them to see that even popular leaders are being dealt with when they sin. Why? Because 
Lucifer was a popular leader in heaven, the most popular leader, and he was dealt with for his sin. And it's it's a, a good reminder that sin has a penalty and a price. That is a great it is a great reminder, Pastor. People often think of angels as simply you know beings that go around helping people floating on <laughs> clouds with playing harps. a harp. <laughs> exactly right. But they are much more than that in Scripture. And you are right; they desire to look at the things of salvation, but they don't understand them like we do. We who, whom God came for that we might be reconciled to him. And so it is important the body of Christ have a good witness to the angels about what Jesus Christ is doing in our lives today. Just that principle of doing nothing by partiality, letting truth be our guide, not personality, not popularity, not perceived benefit, just doing right because it's right. And Paul charged Timothy that way. And you have to know that Timothy took that to heart because Paul has already told Timothy, hey, Alexander and Hymenaeus and others, you've got to deal with these false teachers. No doubt some of them were very popular, influential, and yet, Timothy, you've got to deal with this. Look at verse number 22, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins, keep thyself pure. So even in the the process of ordaining new leaders, uh, those that will serve as elders. Be very careful about that, Timothy. Don't just in a cavalier way decide because this guy wants to be a pastor or because, wow, he's a good preacher or he's really popular or the church really likes him. There are any numbers of reasons why people are selected to be pastors, but the only valid reason is, does he meet the Bible criteria? So, The only way for you to know that is to vet him out, to watch his life. So you can't just be sudden. You can't just be sudden. Like, I've known this guy for a week. I've known this guy for a month. He looks like a really good guy. Let's make him a deacon. Let's make him a pastor. How unwise is that? That's exactly right. And, you know, sometimes in churches, people will feel like, well, God's called me to do this in a local church. You know, God's called me to be, I know one example in my past, a person came and said, no, God's called me to teach a Sunday school class here. Well, the leadership knew there was no way that person was ready to teach a church, to teach a Sunday school class in the church. And God does hold the leadership responsible for how that church goes. They are to give oversight to that, as we already have discussed. And so Paul reminds Timothy, Timothy, you have an important position here in the authority in the church. Don't quickly ordain people. You know, you can actually become partakers of what they're doing and doing wrong if you don't vet them out and make sure that they truly are people of God whom God has called to do this. Ordination is not some kind of a magical, magical spoofle dust that we have like magic hands that we put on people and make them Christian ministers. No, ordination is when a local church says we recognize what God has done in this person's life. So by putting your quote unquote stamp of approval on somebody with the laying on of hands, what you're saying is we identify with this man. We identify with his calling. We have vetted him. We believe he is God's man for this position, and thereby we have now entered into his ministry. So the Bible says you better not do that in a lighthearted way. You better keep yourself pure because impurity takes place among leadership when we flippantly include people that should not be there. 
And that's exactly a great truth the church needs to remember. It is exciting when God calls people in the ministry, but a church cannot have, you know, somebody new, new come to the church and be there just for a few months and know already what that person is like if they don't have some experience in watching that person live for Jesus Christ, goes back to not being a novice. The church has to realize, that, okay, this person has some maturity. They've been serving Jesus Christ. Because of how God has used them and is using them, we do believe that God truly does have his hand upon this person. Look at verse number 23, where Paul says, Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. It just seems like a non sequitur verse. Like, why in the world would that verse just be in the middle of this whole really kind of serious section about ordination and and vetting out a pastor and all of that? I think part of that is, as Paul is telling Timothy, hey, Timothy, keep yourself pure, be careful, live up to the standard in, in that sense. Uh, I think he's dealing with Timothy's maybe overactive conscience. You know, a pastor is not to to have wine. And wine was a staple drink. He, Paul is not t- saying to t- Timothy here, hey, go out and have a cocktail. What he's saying here is this can help your stomach illness. And I know that you might have compunctions about having any wine at all. If you want to use this medicinally, that's fine. I think he's speaking to Timothy's really, really sensitive conscience. That's a good observation, Pastor. You know, I've heard people use this before trying to use this to say social drinking is okay. This has nothing to do with social drinking. It would be more akin today to people using NyQuil. Uh, people use a NyQuil that has some alcohol in it. I, I know some people that refuse to use, to, that will, will not use NyQuil. But it's that same kind of idea here. Yes, there would have been some kind of alcoholic content, but that wasn't, that's not, that's not the deal. The deal is this is a medicinal purpose. Go ahead, Timothy, you can use this, no problem whatsoever. This is not a proof text to say that alcohol is fine for a recreational beverage. Exactly. Look at verse number 25. Likewise, also, uh, I'm sorry, verse number 24. And I, I love the, the way that this chapter closes. I'll read both verses. The Bible says, Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise, also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. And all those verses are saying, my friends, is that sometimes you know a person's spiritual condition now. They get caught. You see the sin that they participate in. Uh, They are brought before the church. Maybe they lose their position. They live in shame. Uh, Sometimes it's the opposite. Boy, this person gets honors. And look at all the perks. And look at all the praise. Legitimate, not, not false praise, for what they've done. Sometimes we know now the good and bad. The Bible says, but sometimes you don't know the good or bad till later. So let's not judge beforehand. Sometimes the people you think are the heroes right now, but when eternity comes, you're going to see a different story and vice versa. And it's a great reminder just to let eternity do eternity's thing. It reminds us that God is the final judge, that all those things may not, we may not realize clearly right now everything God does know. And someday, you know, how I serve God today, how people serve God today, if they are not doing it with the right motivation, with love for God, that there will be an account for that someday. And that's a sober reminder for you and for me as we think about standing before the Lord one day. 
And uh, these are good reminders, even though we're not all elders, they're good reminders for each one of us to live lives that are, are, are worthy of the vocation where we, we have been called. So I hope that helps. We finished yet another chapter. Looking forward to jumping into the last chapter of the book next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.